welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus, coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoking His Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Sure, boom. One long explosion tonight, Rufus, wasn't it? That is a long-ass explosion. That's uh, in solidarity with the people who lost their lives in Brussels tonight. I knew you were going to say that. I feel bad for saying it now. Do you? Do you really? I mean, so you paid homage to some people who lost their lives. I don't see a problem with that. That's true. That's true. Good point. Good point. Always kind of be the Hey, dude, I, I think I figured out what was going on. Now, uh, Blog Talk Radio won't let me, like, call in with the, my regular Skype. Skype button. Maybe that's why you're breaking up so bad. I can barely make yeah. out every third word. I'm guessing it probably is because I can hear me breaking up on this side. So it won't let you patch in with Skype now? No. You have to use the Skype button on their thing. Like, they have the little Skype button at the top. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Am I still breaking up? It's uh, I, I can understand you. It's staticky, but good. What the fuck? Why do they have to ruin everything that's good? And why is there no other option? There's no other option but Blog Talk Friday. You would think that some other people who got set up with their bullshit would be like, let's just make something better, and they would have the means to do it. But there's literally... To do what BTR does, there's no nobody out there that does it. It's well, and the insane. ones we, we we I don't know how Google can get it so wrong with their Hangouts. Well, that's well, that's because it's not really made for this. I mean, we were trying to make it work, but it's I mean, Blog Talk Radio's concept is fucking brilliant. I mean, it lets you do a radio show, but it, there's nothing it else doesn't. out there that does it. So what else is in the news, Rufus, other than people getting killed by ISIS? I'm really, you know what? I'm not going to talk about that because I feel like ISIS is getting too much press lately. Yeah, good point, good point. What else is in the news? Uh, I don't you know really what? know. I'm sure it's something about Trump and Hillary, but I right. don't pay I, attention I mean, to any of that. They should just start it at their own channel. It's like the ISIS Trump channel. You know, I'm probably throwing some sports scores or something. Maybe we should stop talking about Trump and Hillary so they don't get any more press. That's true. That's a good point because I feel like uh, Trump is definitely getting too much press. I mean, it's it really I, – I have to come to the thought that, you know, Trump is a total asshole and everyone knows that. And it, apparently America is just full of assholes just like Trump. I think he's a marketing genius, I think is what it is. He's unqualified, but, boy, he has got his thumb on the button of uh, – Something. Something. That even, even people, people, I, I guarantee you a lot of people that are Trump supporters will admit it in their circle of friends. Would you? Would you admit it? I don't admit anything in my circle of friends. If you don't have a circle of friends. You have We have like a rectangle of friends. It's like me and you. It's a small rectangle <laughs> of friends. It's like a triangle of friends. It's me, you, and my computer. Yeah, and my computer. So it's a rectangle. It's officially a rectangle. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. You know, you know what's so sad is I was thinking the other day. My whole life, and this, it, it is sad. My whole life is spent going from computer to computer, basically. 
Yeah, yeah. I felt that too. It is sad. I'm not about you, but about me. I mean, I go to work and I work on a computer all day. Then I come home and I relax by getting on the computer. There's something I know, wrong isn't with that. Fucked up? Isn't that isn't fucked up? And what's crazy is. I live on beautiful property, the weather's great, and I'll go outside and I'll just sit under a tree and I'm like, this would be so much better if I had my phone or computer with me. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Let's see what the beautiful weather is like where other people are taking pictures of beautiful weather. Yeah, exactly. My beautiful weather's not good enough. Fear of missing out other people's weather-related pictures. Speaking of weather, just a minute ago... Here, where I'm at, they, t- today is some kind of uh, like emergency preparedness day, and they've been talking about it on the TV and the radio like all day, nonstop, right? So I'm sitting uh-huh. eating dinner, and my wife and daughter are down the street shooting baskets, and all of a sudden all the like sirens and shit start going off, and this oh, warning comes across the TV, and I'm yelling out my front door, tornado, tornado. Because that's what it's saying on the TV, right? And I'm like, Jesus, it seems oh, oh, no. nice out. But usually that's how tornadoes happen. You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden it's nice, and five seconds later, like, everybody is, like, buried under rubble and whatnot. So I'm yelling tornado and tornado, and they're not, like, doing anything, right? They're just kind of standing there looking at me. And then they, like, slowly come walking up. I'm like, you guys, it says tornado on the TV. And they're like, today uh, uh. is, like, kind of special day. They thought I was, like, totally retarded because I was like... <laughs> Well, if, if it was a serious tornado, you guys would have been dead by now. They're like, yeah, whatever, Dad. You're <laughs> retarded. Yeah, they're in the loop. That, that's really what the uh, the special thing is, is to weed people out like you. It's like, okay, tomorrow we're going to make sure you know who the idiots are in your family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I probably watched more TV and listened to more radio than anybody today, and I could not wrap my head around it, even though I saw it on the newscast like 40 minutes ago. Yeah, you probably forgot more TV than people actually watched. I, I trust me, I did. I, I forgot it right around the time Doctor Phil started. To you know, I got that important stuff. Then I forgot when the news came on because it was all about Trump still, and ISIS. You still watch Doctor? I haven't seen Doctor Phil in geez, probably eight years. Is it still the same show where he has traumatized people on and he does some witty, witty southern? Bullshit. Yes, he uses nothing but country witticism to cure people of their psychological uh, malformations. So it's very intriguing. It's very, you know, don't pee on him and tell him it's raining. That's he did not fall off a a turnip truck. Those are some doctor doctor Phil's that uh, he was born, but he wasn't born yesterday. That's a that's a good one. Oh my God! He should team up with uh, what's that? That you might be a redneck if guy, and they should go yeah. on tour, like helping people out and making name? people laugh. You know what's funny is I was thinking about him the other day because he was on a commercial, and I was thinking, God, whatever happened to old Jeff Foxworthy? I mean, he had a really fucking serious run at it, and then I guess you I mean you can only do the what do you what do you ever? What was his catch line? I can't even remember now. I'm almost ashamed. Yeah, he oh, might be a redneck right. if, and then he'd and then say what makes you a redneck. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. sold a shitload of books. He was a comedy star. He had TV shows. So at this point, I, see, I think he's doing commercials for uh, the Golden Corral Cafe. <laughs> That's right. You're right. Yeah. You can get a meal to go. Two ninety nine. You're a redneck if you eat your weight in chicken wings and shit your pants on the way home. You might be a redneck. <laughs> 
you're in Golden Corral, you might be a redneck. Uh, you know what? I thought thirteen ninety nine seemed awful expensive for the Golden Corral to me because anytime I've been to a buffet, I don't care if it's Chinese or breakfast buffet or whatever. After one plate, I'm like, man, this food is so disgusting, I can't fucking go back for a second plate. Yeah, that's true. I have not been to a good buffet, and I can't tell you when. The last buffet I went to was here in our little hometown. Not hometown, I guess, but the the, the town we live in now, and it's a Chinese food buffet, which is either hit or miss, and Chinese food buffets are usually miss. And this was no different. It was the same old bullshit, uh, sweet and sour chicken, lo mein, whatever. And it was all just gummy and lukewarm right. and not that fucking good. Yes, yes. I, I had problem when I found a sponge in my uh, egg drop soup because it was made with dirty dishwater, I have to believe. <laughs> was it a, a contraceptive sponge? <laughs> oh, maybe it was. You know what? Unfortunately, I did keep going to this place. It's down the street from my work, me and the guy that uh, worked for me, because the waitresses there were so damned hot. This is true. The, the Chinese buffets do have that going for them. In fact, this one here did. They closed down. But, oh, yeah, I, I, I would have made it a routine just for that. Funny you should say that they closed down because this place is soon to close down because, unfortunately, they opened a uh, a Panda Express like one block away. So I'm thinking I'm going to adopt a few uh, Oriental ladies here coming up pretty soon and maybe open up a small <laughs> parlor of some sort. Dude, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Panda Express. They can with my noodle. For years, I avoided Chinese food like the plague, especially at buffets, because I started to notice a trend that every one of my friends or family members, everybody I came into contact with who had been had food poisoning, it was always from a Chinese food buffet. So I swore it off. I was like, well, I don't want to, I, Chinese food is not that great to begin with, so I'm just not going to eat it anymore. And then probably about eight years after I made that declaration, I was like, well, I kind of miss some Chinese food. It is good, even though you're hungry ten minutes later. So I didn't know where to go, so I looked up at, I looked at Panda Express. And I was like, it's a chain. Surely they're not going to give me food poisoning, whatever. I went there, loaded up on the typical fucking lukewarm bullshit, and <laughs> devoured all of it. And it was delicious. And then I made the mistake of, like, I was like, man, that tastes really good. I can't believe it. Not even... It was, it was like good Chinese food, even though from a fast food place. I'm, I'm going to look on Google or Yelp or whatever and see what the reviews for that place are. And the first review is one star, and in all caps, they just said, food poisoning. I got food to eat here ever. And so the rest of the day, I just I was convinced that I was going to start retching at any moment. I never did. You were, but. You were, you were waiting for piss out your ass mode? Huh? You broke up. I said you were waiting for I'm pissing out my ass mode. I was, yeah, I was waiting for I'm, I'm pissing shit out of my mouth mode. So it was good. It had good flavor, though, huh? You know what? All I know is that anytime I've been to an airport and been hungover and was trying to drink off a hangover, that the Panda Express in the airport smelled so much like fucking garlic that I basically had to dry heave as I choked down like my first <laughs> years of the day. Well, I've, I've only had it that one time, and now that's geez, that was maybe 2011, a long time ago. But for my one experience, I thought it was really fucking good. And keep in mind that I hadn't had Chinese food in probably eight years, so I was craving it. Right. And, uh, I was really super impressed. 
considering I just drove up to a window and got some a shitload of Chinese food. I thought it was really good. Speaking of fast food, I figured out a way to double the price of the fucking Subway stock. Can I tell you how? Yes. Tell them, you know what? I went, I go to Subway, right? Because if I have a hankering for a sandwich, yes, basically that's the only place to go because Blimpy sub sucks. But uh, I always ask for easy mayonnaise, right? And I don't think people understand easy mayonnaise is just like one quick little zip down the sandwich because easy mayonnaise to people that work at Subway is like taking their 55-gallon container that they hold over your sandwich full of mayonnaise and like squeezing out probably uh, half a cup or so of fucking mayonnaise across the sandwich. And it's one of those things where they look at you with that stupid fucking look on their face like, is that good? And I want to say, you know what? No, fucking scrape off all that fucking mayonnaise and go easy on the mayonnaise. But you can't because then they have to, like, basically start the fucking sandwich over. You know what? You're touching on a a, a good point that I don't like about Subway. And like you, the only option here for me to have a sandwich, ooh, that's not true. There's a far better option. I'll get it. Right, you've got your sandwich sandwich place. Yeah, yeah. But what I don't understand is mayonnaise. Have you ever made a, a sandwich for yourself and squirted mayonnaise on it? No, you you spray the mayonnaise on the bread. Right. That's my problem. I don't. Some things don't need to be squirted on top of everything else, and I, that's just seems lazy to me. If you're gonna make me a sandwich with mayonnaise, take the time to fucking spread that bread. Right. A nice thin layer of mayonnaise, not a bead of fucking mayonnaise that's like caulk down the middle of the fucking right. sandwich, so you're getting, like, a mouthful of fucking mayonnaise right in the middle of everything that's supposed to taste good. It's a condiment, not, not a fucking topping. It's a spread. It's not It's not a caulking fluid. You know what, though? Subway has so much fucking pull that now they sell mayonnaise in a fucking squirt bottle. Which seems ingenious until you realize that it, you just use a shitload of grody mayonnaise and have to wipe half of it off and throw it in the garbage. That's true. I'll tell you where that's handy, though, is when you're camping out and you're cooking hot dogs over the fire. It's a lot easier to squirt some mayonnaise on a hot dog than spread open the hot dog bun and, and spread Wait it around with a knife. You're putting mayonnaise on your hot dog? Fuck yeah, but I put mayonnaise on everything that has cured meats. Do you? I did not know that. I've never, well, for, never really tried well, mayonnaise on a hot dog. Not Italian subs, but yeah, uh, hot dog. Well, hot dog is just round bologna, and I always right. my bologna sandwich. See, if I'm going to have mayonnaise, though, I feel like I have to have lettuce. At least lettuce. Not necessarily tomato, but I have to have lettuce with my mayonnaise. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm probably damaged. I have lettuce in my, my psychological. I'm a hot dog, though. No, I wouldn't. That's why I'm saying that's probably why I've never tried mayonnaise on a hot dog because I never thought of putting lettuce on it. But how awesome would that be? I mean, if you take you take two leaves of iceberg lettuce, it fits right in the groove of a hot dog bun. Sure would. Sure would. Wow. What I'm gonna do is probably thinly slice a hot dog on a slicer and just make a mini bologna sandwich with lettuce and uh, mayonnaise. <laughs> just put it on a Ritz. You know what I would have to? I'd have to crunchify it, though, by putting potato chips on top of it. Nice. Well, dude, speaking, of, 
Speaking of hot dogs and Wheaties, there was this uh, restaurant in uh, Madagalpa, Nicaragua, that we we loved. It was called El Balcon. It was it had a balcony that overlooked the main street. It was kind of pricey for Nicaragua, but they had this filet, this bacon wrapped filet mignon that was goddamn fucking delicious. But the gravy they put on it, for whatever reason, I guess some real cultural thing. The gravy they put on this badass steak had little chopped up hot dogs. What? Yeah. The first time I got it, I thought it was a mistake. I was like, well, that must have fallen in while making something else. But every time I got it after that, it had these awesome, like, sautéed, what do they call it, sweated tomatoes, not tomatoes, onions, and this thick-ass gravy. But in the gravy are just little, like, quarter-inch hot dog pieces. Oh, over oh, this over awesome, this like, bacon-wrapped <laughs> filet mignon steak. It was so goddamn God good. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. My, my must have been yesterday's hot dogs. Put them in the filet gravy. They'll be delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was a money-saving idea, but it, it kind of worked, even though it looked weird. So, obviously, you haven't been watching anything as far as politics goes, huh? No, no. I've been too busy, and... uh I just don't give a shit about it anymore. I used to be really political, and I've just reached the point where right. I'm so fucked up or we're doomed. I'd rather, I, rather not think you, about it. it. I'm going to die anyway. Did you say that? Because today I had the longest conversation with my sister. My parents are out visiting my sister in uh, Portland, Oregon, and uh, <clears throat> she, you know, she calls me for moral support because, you know, after my parents are there for like a week or two, she's about to lose her mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um. And, and we were talking about politics, and we were talking about Bernie, of course. And she used to be a Hillary fan, but she's like, you know, Hillary's a sham. She's just a basically just a pawn like Trump, you know. She's a Trump in, yeah. in women's clothing. And I was like, isn't it a shame we finally have, like, a real candidate for president in Bernie Sanders, and people won't take him fucking seriously, especially the people that he wants to help. I mean, I see so many people on – on the news that are like, you know, he wants the big deal is he wants to expand Social Security benefits, right? And there's nothing like watching some 74 year old retiree who's totally on Medicare and getting shit from the government say, "I don't want that." No, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, you're the person that's going to fucking benefit from that. It just it, yeah, it yeah. befuddles me. It's because most people. They get their information from Fox News or MSNBC, which are both slanted one way or the other. There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. There's there's no gray area for people to experience who don't have the wherewithal or the time to dig into it, you know, like like we might. And I'll and I'll. It's a shame. I mean, it it really is. I mean, I see people like that too on my Facebook page, which I hardly ever hang out on now. But there's people posting things like hardly. Republicans posting things about how they're so mad that we want to tax the super rich and stuff. Of taxing the super rich will be bad. And I'm like, you live in a fucking trailer and make $35,000 a year. What? How brainwashed can you fucking be, you idiot? Right. I mean, when Trump goes on TV and basically says that he was a, an insider, right, and that he knows that government is influenced by politics or by uh, big business and whatnot, that to me says – Basically, him putting out there a open for business sign. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It can be bought at any fucking price because I know how the game works. 
Okay, well, you're not going to stop the game or change the game. Retard. Of course, no politician is. With the exception, what? I think Bernie Sanders is the first one I've ever heard of. He really seems like he, he's like a, an enigma. He's like a thorn in the paw of fucking politics. He doesn't, he shouldn't be there, but somehow he is. But I think every other politician is just so part of the fucking game and the uh, the deception and the money that I don't care what side they're preaching, they're still just loading their back pockets with whatever corporation is loading their back pockets. If Bernie Sanders is an outlier. I mean, he's a he's really a mystery. It's amazing. If he wants to be serious about winning the president, and uh, you know I love Bernie Sanders. I'm a huge fan of Bernie. I want him to win so bad. Oh, yeah. He should have dropped the socialist thing a long time ago because he's given people too much credit for understanding what socialism is because they don't. They don't understand democratic socialism. He needs to come out and, like, do a tutorial on what it is before he even starts talking about stuff because people are like, we're all going to be goose-stepping around fucking, uh, you know – Tiananmen yeah. Square or whatever if, if Bernie Sanders elected president because he's a socialist. And, and that's the fault of the mainstream media. Right. I mean, it is. It's, they just hammer that fucking bullshit constantly, especially Fox News on, on the right side for sure. They just hammer the fuck out of socialism without, without giving any sort of insight into what it really means. I mean, yeah, it's been fucked up in the past, but obviously capitalism... Right. It's currently being fucked up. So let's right. try something new. Yeah. I mean, capitalism was a great idea, like, before electricity, probably. Because now it's like the people at the top can do whatever the fuck they want, and nobody oh, yeah. can stop them. It's interesting. I mean, with with all the fucking bullshit that's happening with robotics and AI, that's really going to fucking change the world way faster than we we want it to, and we're prepared for. That's almost going to make a communist nation because the communist whole manifesto, or what fucked up communism was, the people in power have the means of production. You know, the people have no control. Only the people in power do. That's going to be the same thing if we don't fucking get ready for this AI robotics revolution because the only people that are, that are going to own AI and robotics are the super fucking wealthy. That's and a good they're point. they're going to own the means of production and the means of service and the means of everything. Unfortunately, so, I mean, they won't have any customers to fucking buy anything unless you can buy things with government cheese because everyone will be out of work. Yeah, that's why they're experimenting in certain areas with the, uh, what do they call it, the uh, universal basic income. Sounds good to me. What is, give, is that a way for them to, like, give us a check for doing nothing to shop at the company store? No, it's a, it's a government thing, because whenever there are no jobs, how are you going to make money? So basically right. the government distributes to everyone an equal income that discovers right. all your bases your housing, your food, your whatever. And if you want to make anything on top of that, that's up to you if there's a market to be made or a market where any money can be made, which would probably be creative markets, you know, making music, movies. Right, things to entertain people because so many people are sitting around doing nothing. Yeah, except looking at robots suck their penises. (laughs) Right, what do you... 
what what's the first thing we invent? It's obviously some kind of thing that teaches a robot how to suck a penis like a porn star. <laughs> I just need a robot to teach my wife how. Right. I I just need a porn star to teach my wife how. I mean, I don't <laughs> mind sitting around. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. She can practice on me all day. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting you're getting a little better. Let's try again tomorrow or in fifteen right. minutes. Well, you know what? Let's pick this up after a quick nap. <laughs> That's right. And a sandwich. Go ahead and make me a sandwich. Put the mayonnaise on the bread. Don't and squirt it. Brush your teeth. <laughs> brush your teeth. So yeah, politics. You're right. I mean, it just. I don't know. There, I would love to think that Bernie is going to win, but you can just tell that it's it's all fixed. The fix is in already. It's rigged. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally rigged. I mean, it's, it's going to be entertaining to see Trump and Hillary go at it. And not only to watch them, but to just watch. Do you ever feel like you're just watching everybody else in the world, like they're putting on a show for your entertainment, but it's not going the way you expected? Like you don't yeah. really feel part of it. You're just I like. Just wonder- I want to rewrite the script like every ten seconds. Right. Yeah, it's like you're watching a, a a really cool TV series like Breaking Bad, and you're really rooting for the main character, but nothing is going his way, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> exactly. That's the Bernie Sanders conundrum. That's what they call that. <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna write that down. The Bernie Sanders conundrum. You know what's funny? As I was watching this, I was like flipping through the channel the other day, and on the the uh, Hispanic channel. There was a martial arts movie, like, made in, I, I don't know if it was Japan or, yeah, probably Japan from, like, the early 70s, where this guy was fighting these people with a fan, right? He was, like, fighting them off with a fan. And I couldn't understand what they were saying, first of all, because it was in Spanish, right? It was, like, translated from Japanese to Spanish. And I was watching it, and the whole thing, honest to God, looked to me like a Three Stooges episode. Even though it was, like, supposed to be halfway serious. Because I couldn't really understand what was going on, but this guy was fighting these people with his fan. I swear to God, it looked like a fucking Three Stooges episode. That is funny. I'd love to see that. I wish I... I I'm sure you could probably Google uh, karate movie with fan. Actually, there's probably a ton of those. Yeah, I'm sure it became like a trend in karate movies. <laughs> Do you ever eat bananas? I I love bananas. I don't eat them as much as I should. Actually, I like bananas we have bananas too. around, but they're always black by the time I get the right. to eat one. I know, and I'm always telling my wife, go get bananas. She's like, every time I do, they just end up brown on the counter. I'm like, well, you know what? Yeah. The funny thing about a banana is, first of all, it's got like a three-day window where you could eat it. First, you buy them, and they're like too green, right? And then yep. if you wait like a day or two, like put them on the counter or whatever, they go right to like black, like, looking like a leopard with black spots on it. But the one thing I have noticed is that if you leave a banana peel in your trash for, like, more than 12 hours, it smells like mm-hmm. a fucking dump. They <laughs> fucking bad. And I know that because I only take out my trash next to my computers where I spend all my time, like, every six weeks. Like, I could take uh-huh. a picture of my my uh, trash can down here in the studio and it's like a Jenga puzzle because it's like, you know, there's things (laughs) balancing other things out where I like, okay, if I put this 
can or bottle here. It will prop up this side of these uh, ice cream wrappers, you know. And it's true. Yeah, I, I totally know. Have you ever done the thing where you open up the trash can or you go to put something in it and it's three inches above the top and you're like, well, I'm just going to cram it down with my foot. Yeah. And you cram it down so hard. You hear the bottom of the bag like rip open and you're just like, well, I'll worry about that later. I got ultimately suckered buying a trash can the other day. Can I tell you how? So I'm shopping for a new trash can, just your variety 30 gallon model or 13 gallon model for your kitchen area. You know what I'm talking about? And they've got this bag. They've got this garbage bag thing that on it, it says it, it holds the, it holds the bag in, right? So the bag can never like come off the edge of the trash can. You know how that happens sometimes? Sounds like a lie. Well, it works, but when I'm I'm trying to fuck with it and I'm trying to get the trash bag out, this first time I'm taking the trash bag out, it like was really hard to get the fucking lid off and stuff and like maneuver this full trash bag and try to get these wire things off. I'm like, what the fuck? This is just overkill. I was suckered and I'm like, they're wasting perfectly good plastic and money when everyone should be perfectly fine just putting their trash can around the edge of their their trash can. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that every everything has to be improved. Right. Even beyond the point where it can be improved. I mean, a trash can should be a can with a trash bag in it. You can't improve on that. Just like a razor, if you got two blades, you're good to go. You don't need five blades and some aloe bullshit and some weird pivoting thing. I mean, the whole thing that keeps a lot of product-oriented companies in business is constant, never-ending, completely unnecessary innovation. Right. It just keeps and people employed. Yeah. It, well, yeah. It, it keeps it keeps the brand out there. But almost every commercial you see for anything is just an innovation upon something that didn't really need it. And that's uh, just like your trash can. My, my trash can. We, we got this new house. I was like, we're going to have good shit in here. So I went out and I bought a badass trash can. It's like stainless steel has a thing you step on and the lid comes up right. and it has this. 50, you're talking a fifty dollar trash can, son. It is. It's like a forty dollar trash can. And it has an inner plastic thing. So right? you put the yeah. bag into the that handle. and it comes out. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. So that'll make it easy to come out. Well no, it doesn't, because that thing they have holes drilled in, in it so the air can get in. Right. But Inevitably, something you put in a trash bag gets stuck in one of those holes, and you pick it up, and it rips the fucking trash bag. And I'm like, fuck, at, at this point, I just want to have a cardboard box that I throw shit into and then kick it out the back door. <laughs> right. Like the way it's supposed to be. You know, speaking of improving stuff, they've made the the TV show The School of Rock, or uh, the movie School of Rock, into a Nickelodeon TV show. Okay? Uh, and it, I liken this to, to the Ghostbusters being remade with an all-female cast. And nothing against females, obviously, but there's just some movies that don't need to be remade, and there's some TV sh- or movies that don't need to be made into TV shows. Because literally, this guy that is the lead character, Mr. Schneebly, you know, they call him Mr. S on the show, of course. But yeah. he, all this guy did was like watch School of Rock like 500 times, and then his just acting like Jack Black's character 100%. And it's so fucking annoying, it makes me want to hurt someone. 
So you saw an actual I've seen the commercials and my my son loves the movie School of Rock. God bless him. And he got so excited when that commercial came on for that TV show, and I saw that commercial, and I got disappointed. He turned around to me with his eyes lit up and said, right. I made a TV show about it. And I was like, no, they didn't. Don't get your hopes up, dude. Yeah, don't. That terrible. You know, my daughter was so excited to watch it, too, because she loves playing the drums, and she loves the movie School of Rock. So, yes, I've watched two episodes, and it's just it's no good. It can't be done. It It, it can't be done. So bad. Even my daughter was like, this is awful. Then I took her out for well, the ice thing, cream. The thing is, is that it's not, a, it's not a kid's movie. I mean, it's a movie that has kids in it, and it appeals to kids. And it doesn't talk to kids like they're idiots. Right. Right there. Because all, all Disney and Nickelodeon shows talk to kids like they're fucking morons. But movies like School of Rock don't, because they appeal also to adults. And so... Yeah, that TV show. I mean, I'm sure they just took out all the stupid little jokes that uh, you know, they're like, well, this will make a, a demographic between the ages of 4 and 11 laugh. Yeah. We're just going to make a show about that. Yes, and we're going to have the dude act exactly like one, the one dimension of Mr. Schneebly that appealed to little kids. That's the problem. Right. Like making Gone with the Wind into a Nickelodeon kids show. Kind of. That's what I liken it to. Oh, man. I actually kind of like to see how that turns out. You know Terrible. what? It might be more entertaining. It probably would be. You know, it's funny that you remember a couple of weeks ago you were talking about how the uh, the government should pay for all the election stuff. Right? Like, I'll, I mean, I, I don't know. What's that? You had said that uh, a couple of weeks ago that the government should pay for all the election stuff. Right, like the primaries and all the caucuses and shit. And what's weird is, me naively, I thought that they did. I thought that the government paid for all that shit. I didn't realize that like conventions were like just corporations that put together things so they can select who the fucking president is. I thought no, the government. No, I mean, the Republican Party and Democratic parties have nothing to do with the government. They're just the parties that we, for some reason, like. Right. No, no, no person in them is supported by the government until they're elected. That blows my fucking mind, honestly. It it does doesn't it blow your mind? And it, you would think that, that would make it easier for like a third or fourth or fifth party to come along some other ideas. But, but no, I mean they're they're they in, in and of themselves are corporations with no government oversight. Yeah, I had no idea. I honestly had no idea. That shows, and I, I, I don't want to call myself smart. I, I thought I was an uh, intelligent person who knew stuff. Apparently, I was wrong. I wish you would have told me. Well, well, I didn't know it myself until a couple of weeks ago. People assume it. You know, They assume that Republican and Democrat are like factions of the government, not just independent ideologies that have nothing to do with the government. It, it's a, it is insane. It really is fucking insane. Hey, I got a quick question for you, Rufus. It's kind of off the subject, but uh, you know you had all those – are those names Dennis? That These guys, you said you've been introduced to like four different Dennises throughout each other, or are their names Dennis, like penis, because they're only spelled with one N? I don't know, and one of them spelled with a Y, 
And I'm, I'm not sure where they're from. They're like Russian or Ukrainian or they're overseas. I always have to rewrite their scripts. And they got to the point where before I even record the voiceover, they're like, could you please take a look at the script to make sure it sounds American? And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce their names, but, yeah, I, I know three dentists now somewhere where they talk funny. And you're sure they're not penis or Dennis? Like penis. They could be Dennis. They could be. Really? Or been funny. I guess they're all D nice. Uh, hey, what kind of I don't in in if you can disclose what kind of commercials you're voiceovering for, that might be interesting. Well, it's not really. It's uh little software apps. I think one is a PDF creator, one's like a scanner you app you can scan shit with your phone and it makes a PDF out of it. It's you know, boring shit. You know what? I wish there was an app for your phone, and maybe there is, and I don't know it, where I notice that, like, sometimes I like to take pictures with my phone, right? Sometimes they would say, take pictures of my family, okay? Sometimes I want to take pictures for work or whatever. I wish there was a way on my phone I could just push a camera button that I, I just pushed on work camera or family camera. Does that make sense? So it automatically split the fucking pictures up into two separate folders where I didn't have to, like, push the camera, then try to create some fucking folder and, and put the pictures in there. Does that, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that makes total sense. As far as I know, the only way you can do that is to just get a, a different camera app and use one for business and one for family. Right. So once again, you know what else? I had another idea for a good invention that we could create. It's... Around where I live right now, like for some reason, there's a rash of trailer thefts, right? Where people just drive up, hook up to a fucking trailer full of whatever, and drive off. And I was thinking, there's got to be some kind of code that we could write where it's like either some kind of magnetic lock that goes on your hitch that only makes it accept like your ball or something, or like a hitch that's like a key that only accepts like one you know, like one shape of the hitch that is unique to you. You know, like a key and a lock, I guess. That's a, that's an interesting idea, man. It's almost like the laundry lock. Well, like, the way yeah, you, you can have is you can have like, uh, like a, a sensor on the trailer hitch and a sensor on your your uh, your truck hitch. And once they're in proximity to each other, then it allows something to happen. Right. It releases like a lock or something in there and allows it to accept the receiver. Right, yeah. yeah it, it has to be a lock on the, uh, on the uh, I guess, the uh, winch that moves further, further down, down, down the ditch. Well, I think that we should look into that. I mean, there's got, that should be pretty cheap to create, right? Where Where is our team when we need them? Uh, nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> I know, I know. They're they're out. What no are team. they doing? Why don't we have a team? Hey, someone call up. We they're... want you to be part of our team. Six four six four seven eight zero six one six. Call up right now. You get ten percent of the Hypersloth Global Corp. Uh, whatever. If you can do something worthwhile. If you can't do anything worthwhile, just yeah. don't call. You got to prove yourself for fucking sure. Right. Preferably a porn chick that can show my wife how to give a proper blowjob. Ten percent right now. Yes. If you call the next thirty seconds. Oh fuck! The phone yeah. lines are fucking lighting up. <laughs> they are lighting up. Oh my god! But it's all men. That's cool. No. 
It's ISIS on the phone. They feel like they're not getting enough airtime. Hey, if they can blow my mind. You think if they just stopped reporting on ISIS, they would stop doing stuff? I don't know, man. ISIS is weird. It's it's crazy. I mean, some people think it's all political. Some people think it's all religious. I don't know. I, I think they're just psychopaths. And how do you deal with that? I mean, I just prefer to ignore it. How That's do you become one of these fucking jackasses from America who's like, I'm going to go join fucking ISIS. And then have you seen this guy? Some guy went and he said some chick seduced him into joining ISIS. Then after like two weeks, he didn't like it. And he, of course, called for the American troops to like come save his ass. He should be put in prison. Yeah, he should put think- put to death. Yeah, I mean, if, for sure. I mean, if, if he's going to occupy our armed forces to just go save his dumb ass, you know, whenever we're, I guess, trying to defend ourselves, well, that's debatable. But, uh, yeah, you know, he should take some kind of punishment for being an idiot. You think there's a Coast Guard, you know, like these people that try to, like, sail around the world or whatever, and, like, nine times out of ten they have to put out some distress signal? Like, off of the fucking, I don't know, the coast of wherever. Not even off the coast. I'm like 2,000 miles out in the middle of the ocean. You think that they send them a bill for, like, being a stupid ass? I mean, that's got to cost, like, 50 grand to, to save someone's life. I don't know. Is that, is that covered by tax dollars? I mean, I've never even, like, been transported by ambulance. Do you get a right. bill for that? I think it depends on your insurance, but... From what I understand, I read somewhere that your average um, ambulance ride will cost you $1,200. So think about your that next time you're having a heart attack. Just wait it out because $1,200, uh, you know, just forget about it. Well, I'd, I'd probably wait it out anyway just because I wouldn't want to admit to myself that I'm having a heart attack. I'd be like, no, nah, it's gas. It's, it'll pass. Not me. I'm, I admit that I'm having the heart attack. I'm too embarrassed to go to the uh, emergency room and in case it's not a heart attack and be like, oh, I'm sorry, I guess it wasn't a heart attack. Now I look like an idiot. I'm still alive. I'd rather just die oh, in my and- basement and be like, I told you it was a fucking heart attack. <laughs> you got to shuffle out of the emergency room all ashamed with your head low with, among all the other people waiting who are genuinely like sick and dying. And you're like, sorry, I had well, a hot dog. You're assuming anyone there is sick and dying. They're, most of them are just there trying to get pills. Most of them are illegal immigrants. <laughs> Trump's going to put a stop to that. You know what? Someone should invent a separate drinking fountain for illegal immigrants. Why didn't they ever think of that? They should. They should. It, it, it will only have Rio Grande water in it. It'll be muddy. It'll just be full of Girardia, and that's how we'll know if they're real <laughs> immigrants or not. That's right. For anybody listening, we love immigrants. There's no doubt about it. We just we're making fun of Donald Trump, who we think is a complete asshole. So if you're a Trump lover, suck my ball sack and don't listen to our show. You're a fucking idiot. Or call in and give me one good fucking reason <laughs> to listen to you. Six four seven eight oh six one six. See, you don't have to cut. I'm sorry, Donald annoys me. Like I said before, Donald the entertainer, I don't have a problem with. 
Donald trying to be the president of the United States of America, we've got a problem. We have a big problem. I think um, I think Sam Harris put a good spin on it. And what he said was, don't be afraid if Donald Trump gets elected, because honestly, he has no idea what to fucking do, and Congress will shoot him down at every, every fucking moment. He can have all the crazy, radical ideas that he wants, but he really can't get anything fucking done because they're so fucking outrageous. Then he and shouldn't be the president. Congress and the Senate. Right. Well, obviously, yeah, but people support him. So if he gets elected, he's talking to people like you and me. See, he's saying, look, if these saying. idiots elect Donald Trump, don't freak out because, you know, most of whatever he says is not really going to happen. They're just going to kind of push him into the broom closet and keep on going with the government. See, then, then America is truly fucked up because supposedly the electorate is supposed to save us from ourselves, right? But somehow they're going to vote. They could possibly vote Donald Trump into fucking power. That's there's when those are the people that are controlling everything in our country and they don't know that not to make Donald the president is that to me means something is seriously out of whack. Hey, you know, you uh you get what you wish for and that's the majority of people in your country. This is why I don't like the idea of majority rules as being like well that trumps everything, so to speak. Well majority rules, most people want it, therefore it must be right. Well, no, most people wanted human slavery at one point. That doesn't make it right, and we fucking right. overcame that. So, yeah, I don't give a shit if 70% of people want Trump as president. Uh, and, and, and unfortunately, he could win, and that's what Sam Harris was saying. He's like, look, this dude could fucking win, but don't be too alarmed because he will be reined in. You know, a lot of what he's doing is just bravado and fucking bullshit. He won't be able to get done. You know, all the outrageous things that he says, it, it'll tie up you know, the infrastructure and cause a little bit of mayhem, but really nothing bad will happen. So I hope I hope Sam Harris is right, whoever he is. Is he he's the deep guy, the cowboy guy with the deep voice that does voiceovers? <laughs> no, you're thinking of Sam Elliott. Oh, whoops. Sam no, Harris Sam is the weather guy on TV. Awesome. Do what? Is Sam Harris the weather guy on CNN? No, no. Sam Harris is a, a neurosurgeon, and he speaks out on various topics. I love his podcast, but it, it's really the dude is super dry and super intelligent. Like I got into the guy listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, which is weird because Joe Rogan's a big pot smoker, fucking sort of party animal, crazy guy. I guess they're like best friends. Opposites attract, so to speak. That's true. Now, here we were talking about Jeff Foxworthy a little while ago and how he, he rose to, like, great, great fame. Jeff Foxworthy got super-duper famous and all that stuff with his hillbilly jokes or whatever, but a guy like Dave Barry, who is a million times funnier and more intelligent than Jeff Foxworthy, has just kind of never done anything except write a few books, I guess. Dave Barry is one of my all-time motherfucking heroes, dude, and I'm not joking. Nope. I'm, I'm, you turned me on to Dave Barry, and I have to say thank you to that. Oh, not a problem. I, I forgot that I did that, but oh, my God. yeah, I, love, I used to read his column in the Sunday paper every fucking Sunday, and this is when I was in high school. You know, I mean, high school kids don't read the fucking paper, but I always opened it up to Dave Barry, 
or read, I read all of his books. He did have a TV show called Life of Dave or something. Yeah, that did that not last long, did it? No, it did not. It did not. But, uh, yeah, he's a brilliant writer. Definitely a big influence on my humor, I think. I, I would agree. But, uh, I think, think it's a solid foundation, too. But his problem is he doesn't have a stand-up routine. So, like, your average Joe, who can't be bothered to read a book, or whatever, just is like, yeah, I don't care for him because he doesn't have a stand-up routine where I can just sit and stare at him and he can make me laugh like the Three Stooges. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, he's definitely just a, a literary guy. I also like that he's in a band with uh, Stephen King, who's another one of my favorite writers, and they just play terrible renditions of 60s rock music. Like psychedelic music, which you know is my personal favorite. I drive my wife crazy sometimes because I'll find these obscure like psychedelic stations online and I'll like listen uh-huh. to them for hours on end because basically a psychedelic <laughs> song has no beginning or end if it's true psychedelia and she's like how do you listen to that crap and I'm just like totally zoned out like yeah deep into this shit you can listen to a psychedelic station for three hours and hear three songs you're right that's what I like about it and I tell her, I'm just like, you know what, You're just, there's no commercials. That's why I like it. We just spent 47 minutes listening to three chords, and uh, there was not one commercial. So what, what stations are you talking about? Stations on what, like Spotify or Pandora or what? Yeah, I, No, dude, I just like will Google. If you Google, like, uh, psychedelic radio, right? It Like these weird little tiny stations out of, like, I mean, they're in the weirdest places. Like, some are overseas. But it'll just be like psychedelic '60s music, and it'll just the it's never a band you've ever heard a fucking name of or whatever. I'm guessing they're all one-hit wonders or just were no-hit wonders, but they just play the weirdest fucking awesome shit. I, I listen more for the sound effects than anything, like the guitar effects are crazy. I'm gonna check that out for sure. I just googled psychedelic radio. What came up? Anything interesting? Probably some shit out of San Francisco, I'm sure. Psychedelicjukebox.com. Right? That one I do listen to. Psychedelic, psychedelicized.com. Some of them do have commercials, unfortunately. Psychedelic.fm. Wow, I've there's a lot. That one. Radio, radio, radio Tuna. That's an interesting name. I don't think I've heard that one. Or is that Red uh, Hot Hot Tuna is probably their, the one of the bands that they play the most because that's actually a, a psychedelic band from, like, the 80s. Oh, wow. I like, psych- I like Psychedelic Jukebox. That's a good name. I'm going to check that Turn out. Turn it on and see what's on right now. Loading. Loading. Oh, so it's currently off air. So they do, like, a live podcast or something. Currently off air, but not dead yet. Listen to on-demand versions via Mixcloud. Uh, here we go. GarageBand Tuesday. I think this is like a, a band, like Hypersoft, and they kind of do their own thing. That would be cool. Not as cool as us, but could be cool, maybe. Here's here's a band called Murray Head. The song is She Was Perfection. You want to hear it? It's got 78 listeners yeah. right now. We're going to make 79. Fuck yeah. Streaming, streaming, crashing, nothing's happening. 
Still nothing happening. All right, I guess we're not going to listen to Psychedelicide Video. <laughs> Fuzzy Nautilus, there's the name of a band. This is a submarine, correct? I don't know. We not might not be able to listen to thing on my end because this stupid uh, blog talk radio has me going to their shit some weird way. So maybe nothing else will come through. Oh, blog talk radio. Just when we thought you had it all worked out, when you get done doing your hi-fi bullshit, you go and backdoor us and fuck us around again. Good to know some things never change. I wonder if we could find somebody in the Blog Talk Radio, uh, you know, a roster of employees who's angry with being there, and we could court them away and have them build us a better version Maybe we could just find the Indian guy that they paid two rupees to build the current version to do us uh, one better. We'll pay him three and a half rupees. <laughs> they probably found it on Fiverr.com. They probably did, unfortunately. No, you know what they did? They went to some huge investment bank and got $20 bazillion and then sought out the most overpriced uh, engineer and were like, can you do this for us? And they're like, yeah. That's true. A million dollars, please, but it's going to be garbage. There you go. It works. Somewhat. That's totally true. I bet they probably got a huge like venture capitalist to like give them a shitload of money, and they were like, "Well, we have to go to Silicon Valley and get some young right. bearded guy with a pencil thin mustache to code this, and gave him like thirty million bucks, and he made this piece of shit." <laughs> right. I bet a, a fucking Indian guy on Fiverr could probably do this better. The guy with the pencil-thin mustache got his $30 million and put the fucking Blog Talk Radio site together between shopping for jet skis and um, fake boobs for his girlfriend. Because he yeah, was, and, he and leather growler cases for his That's true. bicycle. He probably has a custom growler case that says douchebag on it. <laughs> Lay douchebag. Any beer that you're expected to drink warm to me is not beer. I hate doing when no, no. when I first moved to Austin, everybody there's a place called Maggie Mays. I don't know if you're familiar with Maggie Mays. Okay. Well that was like the first place you could get Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, right? And they'd have two dollar pints like every Thursday or whatever. But they try to sell you like these more expensive beers and one of them was a beer called Chimay. Where you're supposed to, it's, it, of course, it's it's put together by Trappist monks in like the Andes Mountains or somewhere. I'm sure I'm all wrong about that, but it's some kind of monk made beer that comes in some bottle that looks like a butt plug. So maybe it is made by Trappist monks somewhere. But and you're supposed to like open it and pour it in a glass and let it sit for like 30 minutes before you drink it. And of course, what it's eight dollars for a tiny little bottle. And I'm just like. No, I can't. There's just no way I can no. watch a beer sit in a glass for 30 minutes before I drink it. Just uh, to me, it seems, I don't know. It, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Anticlimactic, maybe. Because as soon as I pop a beer, I want to fucking choke it down and get onto the next one like a real man. So this is uh, may come with at least like three Bushlight Tall Boys so that you can drink those while you're waiting <laughs> right for while you wait. shit beer to warm up. Yes, yes they do. I'm like, hey, 
And people were always so weird because I'd be like, I'd drink some. I'd be like, hey, just give me a fucking cold bush light to drink now, for Christ's sake. I just wasn't a Good beer. Lord. I guess. That, and you know what? When they started doing that, that's when I decided to leave Austin. Good for you. Good for you. People like you and me left and just left the stains on the toilet, I think is what Austin is now. You know what's funny is my, you know, Corey, remember Corey, my Jewish friend that lived there? He still lives there. He has a couple pizza places in Austin. He's always putting pictures of the, uh, like the expressways totally jammed or whatever, 35s like backed up for three hours and 360 and all that shit. And he's like, used to be such an awesome place, you know? And uh, I, I, I Facebooked him and I said, yeah, when everybody leaves, call me and I'll come back. Because, you know, when I we lived there, there was only 300,000 people in Austin when I moved there. Now there's a fucking yeah. million. That's insanity. It's all corporatized. It's so weird, dude, because I moved out of Austin a long time ago. I mean, before we went to Nicaragua and stuff, we lived in, in Kyle, which is now a suburb of Austin. But it was a completely separate town when we moved there. We lived there for six years. But I, I used to have to work in Austin, and I go in to play gigs sometimes, and it seemed like every day I drove in, it was just more bland and boring and fucking corporatized and branded, and the whole, like, keep Austin a weird thing and live music capital of the world became more of, like, something you put on a stamp, a post stamp, as opposed to something that's real. It's like, remember how things used to be? It's just, it's... That obnoxious. Austin's fucking obnoxious and phony. That Keep Austin Weird thing was the ultimate marketing tool that failed. Because what it did was force people who thought they were weird, and really they're not, to like come there and be like, I'm going to go be with all the weird people. Right. And it's just all the fucking posers that aren't really weird people. They just want to be where they think things are weird. Yeah, and then started opening up areas to, like, all these areas on 6th Street. 6th Street was fucking awesome, you know? Right. And now it's overrun. Not only is it overrun by, like, crack addicts and shit, but they sold out all the property around it to people who want to live in condos and not have any noise. So routinely, clubs are shut down because they're too fucking loud too late in the night, you know? And, I mean, <laughs> how, how can you build yourself at a place that's, quote, unquote, weird, and quote unquote the live music capital of the world. If you're just boring and dull, and you don't like loud music after 9 p.m. Well, see, that's the funny thing. You didn't. I guess what they did was they made that asterisk on the live music capital of thing world uh, really small. But at the end, there's a little asterisk, and if you read the fine print, it says live music capital of the world except on Sundays and before 9 p.m. on weekdays and 10 p.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So it's still valid. It's just uh, quantized. Right. You just have to read the fine print, just like with anything, just like with any bumper sticker. You know, here, here's a thought I had the other day, Rufus, and I want the people to, to come into the VIP with us so they can hear this thought. So hang with us for a few minutes, folks. We're going to take this into the VIP, Rufus. We doing the VIP tonight? Let's do it. Let's do this. I'm going to find the VIP music. I can't find it. So anyways... I was driving home. Okay. 
I'm too ready. Run. Man, jump to the So I'm driving home the other night, and it's mm-hmm. raining out, and I keep having to, like, adjust my wipers, right? Yes. You know, like, oh, they're going too slow, they're going too fast. You'd think that in today's day and age, they could figure out a way to, like, find out how hard the rain is coming down and make my wipers, like, control themselves, because the last thing I need to be doing when I'm driving 100 miles an hour in the dark through a monsoon is be fiddling with the fucking wipers. I would hope that okay, so we're we're busting our balls. We I mean humanity, technology, whatever, busting our balls to make a self driving car. Let's take some baby steps. I would just like windshield wipers that can self fucking regulate. And I, I swear to God, dude, if I get in a self driving car and it's driving great, but the wipers are squeaking or not adjusting themselves, <laughs> I'm gonna get the fuck out and, and set that thing on fire and walk. No, you have to. I mean, you don't live, we're, we're putting the cart before the horse in this case. Because you don't live in the snow, but there's nothing worse than driving in the snow and having the ice build up on the windshield wiper. So you have to put your hand outside of the car and try to grab the windshield wiper when it gets close to the edge of the windshield and snap it so it breaks the ice off. They really can't come up with a fucking heated wiper blade yet. I mean, come on now. No, no. Ludicrous. They're in cahoots with the self-driving car. I mean, the problem with the self-driving car is that in that situation, it will just say, unsafe to drive. And we'll just sit there until conditions change and you're 30 minutes late for fucking work. You can't take, take control and just go. My question to you is, in a self-driving car, would they even need windshield wipers? Or would you just have to sit there and not know what's going on outside of the car? Well, that's a good question because if it's GPS driven, it doesn't right. need to quote unquote see what's going on, but it still has to somehow know what other vehicles or obstacles are doing. So whatever sensors it has must be able to have little windshield wipers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's know. Where we need to get into the nano windshield wiper market. I think that's probably the next big thing, or just the world's tiniest windshield wipers. For uh, nano sensors that are on self-driving cars, I wonder if whenever all cars are like self-driving and you basically just sit in it like a recliner or a chair and it goes somewhere, I wonder if there's still going to be people who are like all into their fucking cars and put like flames on them and jack them up and put spoilers on them, even though they just sit there and check their phones while they're going somewhere. Yes, yes, there will be Rufus. There'll always be. There'll be. There'll probably be plenty of Confederate flag license plates, too, I have a feeling. Actually, those would be the last people to, like, go into the self-driving car phase because they'd rather endangered other people's lives by snorting a bunch of meth and drinking a bunch of Jack Daniels <laughs> and getting behind the wheel. Well, you know what? That might, if, if, if self-driving cars become a thing, like a widespread thing, a mandatory thing for sure, then sure. You could drink and smoke weed and do whatever the fuck you want in your car, right? That might open up a a whole new market. I'm planning on it. Oh, wait, I'm doing that anyway, so I guess it doesn't really matter for me. That's true. I got two feet in one hand, at least one hand free. Right. 
Right. If they if they wanted, there would be two steering wheels. If they wanted you to have your two hands doing something. Exactly. Luckily, they left it like uh, a wheel, so you could hold a drink in one hand. Thank you, uh, and you can, Henry Ford. And you can steer with your knees. If you lift your knees up high enough, you can steer a straight line, at least. I do not. While you're lighting that. up your bowl. I do not trust that. I must admit, that is one thing I've never done, but I've ridden with people who were doing it, and I was very uneasy at that time. Oh, I do it all the time. I mean, just for do you short really? stints. I don't drive like 45 minutes that way, but if I'm driving and I need to get something out of the glove box or roll a cigarette or, you know, turn the brisket, then, yeah, I lift my knees <laughs> up and I can hold a straight line. Turn the brisket up. Not that hard. What, that's what they need to incorporate in the next driving car is a pass-through thing that uh, actually you can your uh, your engine area doubles as an oven, but you just like reach through there's like an oven door like where the glove compartment oh, yeah. is that you just like push in your your uh, TV dinner and it's ready to eat by the time you get home. It could be like one of those countertop uh, toaster ovens. There should be room because you <laughs> right. won't have a steering wheel or anything. I don't, I don't know if I could ever relax in a self-driving car. I mean, I can imagine that, like, kids, say you grew up in and there was self-driving cars, probably be easier to relax in a self-driving car than knowing at some point in, in your life you had driven a car. I would just, I yeah. think I would be out of control. There are definitely technologies on the forefront, like the very soon approachable forefront that are starting to make me feel like an old man. Because you're right. Like, when the self-driving cars come along, I'll be like, no, no, fuck that. I want to drive, have it in my control. But you're right. My kid and my kid's kid will just be like, do you used to drive a car yourself? The fuck? Were you insane? Right. It's like my daughter asked me the other day when I – she said, why do they say hang up the phone? Oh, man, that's awesome. Because she, she's like, she didn't get it. You know what I mean? She's like, yeah. why, where would you hang it up? You know, she's imagined hanging it on a hanger or something. And I'm wow. like, oh, Jesus. So I had to get online and show her a picture of an old-timey phone. And she's like, that doesn't even look like a phone. Yeah, I was thinking the other day. It's, it's funny we're talking about this. I was trying to think of all the things, like, that unfolded, all the big technological changes that happened in my lifetime that I was there for and gave me pause. And one of them, I swear to God, I remember the first time that you could pay at the pump of the credit card. I was probably in my 20s. And even then I was like, there's no fucking way I'm paying at the pump of the credit card. Right. I'm going to go in and talk never to a person that. and give them cash and make sure I get my fucking gas. If I pay at the pump, I'm going to get robbed or they're going to remember my number. And it took me a long time to, well, it didn't take me that long. I was just like, fuck it, I'm not going in. But yeah. initially, I was just, I was really skeptical. I was like, no going in. Yeah, I mean, I guess I had an old man moment for about a day. And then the next day, I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Maybe there is something to not going in. But what, I mean, you know what? That's probably the worst thing ever invented for a convenience store, if you think about it. Oh, because yeah, absolutely. they don't make any money on the gas, right? They make it on all the crap. Inside the store, so I would I would never use those. If I own a convenience store, I'd be like, nope, got to pay inside. 
Because well, that's what, why I don't, I don't understand why they haven't built like a a, a self-pay pump that isn't also like a vending machine. You're right. So you yep. swipe your card, you pump your gas, and then you get some peanuts and a Coke, like at the exact same time. They should definitely do that. I, I can't believe they have. I mean, what what are, what do you think the biggest items people buy at convenience stores are? Pop, candy bars, lottery tickets, cigarettes. I mean, how much? You don't need a lot of room to put that in a vending machine. No, yeah, you get a vending machine. You're, you're right. It's got uh, you know, your soda. You got your Slim Jims. You got some gum. Condoms. And your lottery tickets. You can print out a fucking lottery ticket right there. Why not? I mean, they're doing it. In your you're number and you came up with that two years ago. I just saw it on TV. They're gonna start doing it. Ah, oh, Jesus. Dude, someone is listening to our show and making our fucking shit reality. Because I also saw this is something we talked about a couple years ago on the show was an LED light for inside of your toilet bowl that's motion activated, so you don't you can see to pee in the middle of the night or whatever. Without turning all the lights on, guess what? Someone came out with it. Oh my god, is that is that in a Sky Mall? That sounds like a Sky Mall deal. No, it's where did I can't even remember where I saw it, but it was only twenty bucks, and it was exactly as we fucking described it. We should just make a pill you take before you go to bed that makes your urine glow. There you go. I'm all for taking that. <laughs> well, you can get flavored pills. Or maybe enhanced, if you know what I mean. Can it make your spunk glow, too, though? Because I think that's probably where your your market's at. Oh, your spunk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It makes everything everything that comes out below your waist glows. Cool. Even so your shit glows. I still have yet to take a picture of my shit and see if people can guess what I ate. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did... uh, a few months ago, well, it wasn't a few months ago, it was a couple of years ago, before I really understood how Facebook worked. Um, you know how you can put a picture on Facebook and you can tag the person who's in it? So you put a picture of me and you, you can tag me. And when you tag me, it sends out a message to everyone I know and everyone you know, hey, zigzag just tagged Rufus in a picture. Right. Well, so... A couple of years ago, I uploaded a picture of the massive, disgusting shit in the toilet that I just found online, and I tagged one of my friends in it, and he got so fucking pissed because he's like, all my friends and family are looking at this picture of a pile of shit with my name on it. <laughs> and he, he's also a professional, so like his clients are seeing it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry, dude. But, it, yeah, it was a big greasy shit in the toilet with this guy's name tagged on it. And apparently, like, all 1,000 people in his downline saw it. You know, I have to laugh at, like, those people that have, like, 5,000 friends on their Facebook page. Because uh, I don't think I want 5,000 people to necessarily know that I had a turkey sandwich for lunch. No. No, I, I've got way too many, quote-unquote, friends on Facebook. I only interact with maybe 20 of them, and I only like five. See, and once again, you're in, in our rectangular relationship, you're my only friend on Facebook that I actually talk to. <laughs> well, thanks. You're the only well, friend on Facebook I listen to. Well, thank you. Right back at you, sir. I just don't, I don't know, people are crazy. You know what I've noticed, though, is like 
it seems like all that shit is kind of winding down. Do you I think, think there's like another right. better thing out there or is is it just that people are getting it's getting oversaturated and people are like I don't really care what you're doing or what you're eating for lunch anymore. I think it's uh oversaturated. I think there's an ebb and flow to this kind of shit throughout history. And it's already been proven through the various polls and stuff that like young people don't give a fuck about Facebook. They're in they're onto the next big thing which is Snapchat. But I think we're overconnected now, and I think people are kind of tired of it. I know I am. I know. I'm about bombarded with stupid, nonsensical bullshit from idiots that I don't give a fuck about. Like, constant. I can't open up my Facebook page and just see what, like, my true friends or true family saying. It's all these other peripheral morons posting some stupid shit I don't care about. And I think people are just getting turned off of that. It, it, it's becoming more of a chore than entertaining engagement, I guess. And it's funny you say that because there's so many people on the other side of that coin. Like uh, a guy I know is like, oh, I woke up the other night. And he'd put in some political bullshit about how much he wanted to suck Trump's dick or something online or on Facebook or whatever. And he lost like 10 friends. And I swear to God, he was like losing sleep over it. I'm like, you Jesus know what? Christ. Lost ten friends, but these are people that you really didn't even know, anyways. And if you, right. if they can't accept you for your political views, then fuck them. They're not really your friends. You know what I mean? Because I have spirited conversations with people. It's no, it's no secret to anybody I know that I'm all for Bernie. You know what I mean? And you don't right. have to be a welfare class person to be for Bernie. I mean, I make a good living, and people are always like, "Why are you for Bernie?" I'm like, because I'm for humanity. I like people. I want people to survive. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm not just about making a shit ton of money. Hey, I'm not against making a shit ton of money. But when I do, as an American consumer being my best customer, I won't take all the money that I profit off of the customers and send it to some other fucking country and help them build roads and whatnot. I'll leave it right here and help uh, you know the people who are buying my product. Exactly. I mean, people can't understand when when Pfizer takes $187 billion offshore yearly, you know, that's American money. That's, you know, first of all, they overcharge us for the prescriptions. And I don't mean I don't take any prescriptions, but, you know, whoever's taking it. And then they just take the money off seas. They're like, you know, nope, we're not even giving a little bit back, you know, to help build your roads or your hospitals or what the fuck ever you have or need. You know, it's fucking ridiculous to me. You don't take any prescriptions? I do not. Is that my choice? No, I don't I don't need any prescriptions as far as I know. I mean, occasionally I, I do have some blood pressure pills, some old blood pressure pills where I feel like if uh something is upsetting me or whatever, uh-huh. I will take blood pressure pill. As like there's been on on three blood blood pressure pills since I was 33. His blood, you know, my actually high blood pressure runs in my family super bad, but uh, oh yeah, me too. I I've been pretty lucky. The last couple of years, I lost some weight. I quit drinking as much, which actually had a lot to do with my blood pressure. I found out that like drinking a lot is pretty much correlated to giving me high blood pressure, anyways. You know? Yeah, that's true. Me too. And it's bad for your triglycerides, apparently. Yeah, which are not good. 
That's true. And you know what? When I did stop drinking as much, dude, my I, my uh, HCL count, I can't remember which was the good, LDL, HDL, whatever. But my yep. good cholesterol went way up, and my bad cholesterol came way fucking down, like, to within really way, way within normal ranges when it was, like, totally out of whack. I think at one point my bad one was, like, 229 or something when, like, good is low 90s. Damn. See, i got to make that switch, too, man. Uh, I've, I've got to kick the boost to the side and just do the weed. I'm telling you, dude, sure. I've I made those changes in my health perked up right after and looking at old pictures of my bloated disgusting self i'm like damn <laughs> i was a fat disgusting pig who also had bad vital signs now i'm just a fat disgusting pig with good vital signs you know it's, it's so weird living in this small southern town it's it's populated almost entirely with morbidly obese not just fat or overweight people i mean like morbidly obese people who have to drive a scooter wherever they go and then all these people, you always see him smoking a fucking cigarette. I'm like, how, how how do you get to the point where that just feels good? Like your situation, <laughs> I, I'm 600 pounds and I'm smoking oh, an unfiltered Paul Mall. I feel okay. It's a good day. I, that is a good question. You know what? I ask myself that sometimes too when I see people exactly like what you're talking about. And I'm like, you just know that they don't feel because I'm, I don't smoke. I I just smoke pot. I drink a little bit, you know what I mean. But I'm not. I don't overdo it on anything, and I still feel like crap, like fifty percent of the time. So I'm like, how is a guy who weighs six hundred pounds and smoking a fucking two packs of cigarettes a day ever possibly feel good? No, oh, I think I might have lost you there. Hello, Rufus. Hello. Yep, I'm here. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how those people feel good, Rufus. I mean, maybe there's a lot I mean, to biscuits and gravy that I don't understand. I guess it, it's not even the weight thing. I mean, I guess because I'm a, um, an ex-smoker. I mean, I, I smoked through most of my twenties and about half of my thirties. And even when I did and I enjoyed it, I still felt fucking disgusting. And after a, one cigarette, you you know you're winded. You're not the same, you know, and, and I can't imagine already being debilitated by having 600 pounds to carry around on your scooter and being like, well, I'm going to light up a cigarette. It's just, it's you know, logically, it's insane to me. The whole idea, honestly, that cigarettes have not been completely fucking outlawed just baffles my mind because there is not one you know, they're always saying that pot they pot is a Schedule 1 drug because they can't prove that it does anything good for people, even though there's tons of, uh, you know, studies and whatnot that shows that it does do good for people. But there's not one study out there that's like, tobacco's good for people. Look, if you smoke more tobacco, no. it makes your, uh, you know, it makes your skin better. You smoke more tobacco, it makes you smarter. You know, there's like, where where is the one redeeming quality of fucking tobacco? It's money. It's, it's tobacco money. That's right. What for, for who? For the one percent of people who are like, we don't care if millions of fucking people die, as long as we can buy a giant fucking yacht and kill, you know, dolphins with it. And there's, it's taxed out of the fucking sky. I mean, the, it's got the quote unquote sin tax on it, 
So at this point, you've got the, the tobacco lobby paying directly to politicians and then politicians making tax money off of it. So it's it's a weird catch-22. It's killing people, but it's making so much money, then why fuck with it? And, and weed is so fucking different. I mean, you might smoke it, and sure, yeah, there's carcinogens in the smoke and all, but you don't Dude, smoke there's it. Dude, never, like, I can tell you this right now, there's never been one case of lung cancer attributed to pot smoking alone. Well, no, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there is carcinogens in right. burning material, period. Right. But the right. difference is you're not smoking two packs of fucking weed cigarettes a day. Good point. You, you know, know what's I mean, funny? And, and, and tobacco cigarettes are jam-packed with like 3,000 chemicals. Right. And it's you know what? The the tobacco companies have kind of fucking found their way with, you know, how all these people are smoking blunts and whatnot. And I'm sure at your local liquor store or wherever you pick up beer, you can look behind the counter and see 50 different kinds of fucking tobacco leaf wrappers that are flavored. Have you seen these things? They're just flavored tobacco leaves that you roll your weed in. So under the guise, this is what is so crazy. They know that they're using it for weed because otherwise you'd be selling a tobacco leaf with nothing in it to roll tobacco in. Oh, yeah. Does now, the, yeah. If that doesn't not make sense, I don't know what does. But they're putting all kinds of chemicals on these fucking leaves. And I know this kid, he's not a kid. He's fucking 30 years old. But he smokes like five blunts a day. And every time I see him, he's like, my teeth hurt. And he looks like he fucking is oh. about to die. And I'm like, dude, oh, quit fucking using those blunt wrappers. You know, use rolling papers or a bong or something if you're going to smoke weed. Because it's nothing but fucking poison that you're wrapping perfectly good weed in. What's the appeal of, of the blunt wrapper? I mean, I'm, I'm clueless on that. I'm a novice, as you know. What is the appeal of a, of a blunt wrapper? Uh, it's to make you more like a homeboy. I mean, that's it. There's no, uh, there's no benefiting thing to a blunt wrapper. Nothing. It's the same Other thing as it, drinking a 40 ounce as exactly. opposed to just buying a six pack of Bush Light. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. Damn. Just gross. It's just straight up gross. That's. I mean, and they should outlaw them. They should. Yeah. Yeah. But I digress. But I do love weed, and we know that. And you know what? We're going to have to start talking more about weed on the show because we've got some interesting products that will be coming out soon that uh, we're going to need to showcase on our show, if you don't mind. And they're all weed-related. Of course I don't mind. Let's get it rolling. Let's do it. Let's do it. Because you know what? I was telling a guy that is buying a house that is way too expensive for him right now, and he was calling me, I think, to talk him off the ledge. And I said, you know what? Just fucking do it. I said the bank says it was okay. That's good enough because you're you're not getting any younger. And if you want to have this fucking dream house, you better fucking grab it by the balls right now because five <laughs> years from now you're not even going to be fucking able to afford this dream house or stupid enough to buy it. <laughs> that is sound financial advice. I love it. I, it sounds you agree with advice. me there? Yes, definitely. Get it now because you won't be able to afford it later. At least enjoy it while you can. Right, exactly. Well, you've been on kind of a spending spree lately. You've got a new house and some new cars and whatnot. And I'm like, man, Rufus is right. Fuck oh, yeah. it. And I told the guy, I'm like, look, dude, you could buy this house and blah, blah, and worry about it in 20 fucking years. Or you could not buy this house and die tomorrow and be like, I never even got to enjoy the fucking house. Not one day. That's true. But. 
I, I, I guess the difference is that we live like way beneath our means, so like this house will be paid off in eight or ten years. Right. I'm just kidding with you. I mean, I'm just saying, you got, you just have to spend some money at some point. You have to enjoy life. I mean, I do, you, you do. You can fucking, you gotta, you can die tomorrow. Right. No matter how healthy you are, you can get hit by a car, a bus, lightning. Just you grab the bull by the horns or the balls and spend and the bank's money. Take a ride. They can't the collect from you when you're dead. They can only collect from your relatives. And they can't collect if you're dirt poor. So even if you lose your job and your house, they can't keep picking on you. Well, you know what's crazy? They say there's no more debtor's prison, but there is debtor's prison because all these people that end up getting DWIs and stuff, and then they can't pay their fucking fines and shit that get so absorbent fucking court system, they end up putting them in jail when all it is is really they just owe money you know, for making a stupid mistake like two years ago that they could never completely pay off. Right. Even there's not actual jail involved. There's a debtor's prison wherein if you owe a certain amount of debt, you're just fucked in general. You might not be in prison, but you can't get anything or get approved for anything. You can't get a leg up. So it's it's more like there's a debtor's prison and a debtor's stigma. That <laughs> the Scarlet Letter. It is, oh, yeah. It's a big Scarlet D. It's a Scarlet. Dude, I've never. Re- and in my first year at St. Edwards University, I graduated early. I started at St. Edwards at 17 years old. The first day I walked into Moody Hall, there was somebody with a Discover Card credit card booth, and they said, "Do you want a credit card?" And I was like, "Sure." That has fucked up my. I'm still my my financial life is still fucked up from when I was 17 years old and got a credit card and had no idea what that meant. See, and you say that like it's a bad thing, because I did the exact same thing, and I even did start my first day of St. Edwards. I was only 17, like yourself. But um, Oh, cool. I turned 18 the next day, unfortunately. but um, Or fortunately, I'm not sure what that means. But I got a credit <laughs> card at St. Edwards the same way in Moody Hall, you know, when they were fucking every, they had their little tent set up, and I'm like, fuck yes. And it ruined my credit after I didn't even have good credit for like two or three months, I don't think, before my credit was shot. And uh, I kind of considered it a blessing in a weird way. But until now, until I've reached this point of my life where I'm like, why why shouldn't I be a guy borrowing a bunch of money from the bank that I never plan on paying back? You know, because I want to live large, too. But why why do I have to do it the honest way and make my money instead of just borrowing it from the bank? I think it, it fucked up my credit for a long time because I didn't understand the seven-year thing, so I kept making payments and I'd be groveling with people on the phone. And so it stuck with me for 30 fucking years. For me, I realized, well, wait, I don't really need a bunch of stupid fucking bullshit. So instead of, like, getting loans, I'm just going to save up cash and buy stuff. And now I don't give a fuck about what the credit people think. So my credit rating is still horrible. But, I, you know, I got two new cars and a new house. Yeah, I mean, what do you got to do? So, put a little more money down on the front end. That's about it. Right. And, and if I'm not paying off credit card bills. Or you can make your other payments. That's, that's, that's exactly where the credit right. people get mixed up. That's right where they get mixed up. When, they, when you call in your one in credit, and they're like, well, you don't have enough credit. 
It's like you want to sit him down and say, that's why you should give me credit because I can afford to pay you back because I'm not already paying back a bunch of other people a bunch of old credit. Exactly. Oh, TransUnion, you bastard whores. Is it TransUnion? I mean, there's like three credit reporting agencies. Is there not? I mean, we're talk about redundancy. Really, does there need to be three credit reporting agencies? They always all have no. the same fucking information. And it's like by the what? time you get one cleared up, then one of the other ones is finally on to an old fucking lead. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, no, look what we found here. Something from 1972, well, you know, he owes for an, out, an old pacifier bill. Well, that's what's crazy. Is it, It's just like TransUnion, TransUnion, Equifax, whatever the other one is, just like we were talking about the Republican Democrat Party. They're not government entities. They're completely in and of themselves on their own, and yet they control what you can have and when you can have it. Well, that's deep, dude. That's downright deep. On that note, I think we should save a little bit of this for Friday's show when we'll tell you how to invest your money in uh, in what we call a hypersloth market, where you send us your money, and we live off of it, uh, and we're very thankful, and you have invested well because our happiness is probably the most important thing in life. This is true. We will return on your investment with happy anecdotes about how we're living life on the hog. I, you know what I will do to everyone that donates one hundred thousand dollars. I will take a shit. I will name it, and I will send them a picture of it before I flush it. I, I will send them the actual shit. Why are you always un up one upping me? Why are you always taking my fucking ideas and making them better? <laughs> you know I'm not a smart man. This is, uh, I don't want to say this is true. Okay, if you pay $200,000, I'll actually send you my PCs. Otherwise, I'll just take a picture, like, slower, friend, zigzag. You know what? I'm going to start saving tonight. You I will it. start saving for you to send me that crap in the mail. I will send you $200,000 post-haste. If you send me $200,000, I will seriously fill up a mason jar of my own feces and send it to you. You are sweetening this deal. What will you eat first? <laughs> or do I have to guess? No, no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I want to make it a guessing game. You can guess. It's up to you. You can guess or you can even tell me what to eat. Oh, my God. That's what we should start a website where we tell people what people tell us what to eat. We shit it. We eat it. We shit it out and we send it to them. Oh my God, that's so awesome! That's no different than that. What isn't there like a little Oriental guy that people like pay to watch him eat? Which I'm guessing the people who are paying <laughs> to watch him eat are probably pedophiles, right? Have you seen this thing? Uh, I have not seen this thing, but I'm not surprised that it exists. Yes, it exists, and the guy, the kid's making like a hundred grand a year, just uh, streaming himself eating. And I'm saying the other side of that coin is him streaming himself shitting. Right? There's got to be a bigger market for that. That's not a bad idea. We can team up with supermarkets and stuff, too. People can shop online. We get it in our email inboxes. We eat it, and then we poop it out, and we show how glorious the poop is. Wait, do we do a dual camera? Dual camera view, one on your face while you're shitting, 
one live in the fucking toilet bowl with the LED light, so you're getting the fucking full effect of the shit dropping into the water. And, and now we have a partnership with GoPro right there. GoPro? GoPro would be in on that deal. The GoPro They're... toilet cam with the suction cup right in the right in the bowl. There you go. We've done it. We've done it, folks. Again. How many inventions is that for this show? At least another three. half dozen or so to chalk up. That's for sure. So uh, what's on tap for Friday's show? Let's tell the listeners what's on tap for Friday's show, Rufus. Oh, shit, I have no idea. I wasn't I'm going to say more hypersloth hilarity. Uh, that's pretty much guaranteed. I think that's like the default setting. <laughs> You're right, it is. Our default is awesome. Set default to awesome. <laughs> that's true. Well, I'm looking forward to Friday's show. I've got to take a piss right now because I drank two Powerade. Oh, that's what else I wanted to tell you. You know, I've been drinking the green Powerade. Really? Okay. They're out of it again. They, they've they stopped what? ordering it. It's like every time I find a place that has the melon-flavored Powerade, they have it. I, I must buy, like, the last two bottles everywhere because whenever I go back, they never, ever have it again. Maybe that's your fault. Maybe they're like, let's see what this guy buys because he always buys what nobody else wants. You're, and you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And I and I still pay full price. That's the bullshit. What about the uh, Lacroix? Oh no, I'm still drinking the the the, 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 the Lacroix. I'm still on the Lacroix. Like I said, I'm afraid that one day I'm going to find out that Lacroix gives you cancer. And I'm gonna be like the only person in the world with Lacroix cancer, and they won't have uh, anything to like help save me. It gives you like cancer. Yes, it'll be a very fancy French-sounding uh, cancer, but it's just run-of-the-mill cancer that kills you, <laughs> like every other cancer, with a fancier your, name. Uh, your, your polyps and tumors are quite effervescent. <laughs> they are. They're effervescing with cancer cells. Well, until Friday's show, I'm going to give it a hypersloth howl. One, two, a three. People, call us up Friday because it's going to be a crazy show, I have a feeling. I really do. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to search for the ultimate psychedelic song to listen to. You do that. I'll I tell you what, for Friday's show, since it's Friday's show, I've never done this. And it, it could be disastrous. Uh-oh. But I, I will. I'll, I'll I'll bring in some of the goodies you sent, yes, and I'll, will. I'll partake of some Girl Scout cookies, and yes, we'll see what happens. Will. Goddamn Live right. Live on the show. Will. It could be disastrous. I'm just telling well, you, but we'll see what happens. It'll be a social experiment. That's all the chances we take for live radio on the Hypersloth Happy Hour. That's true. That's why we do it. It's That's why people. we're in the business. All right. We'll talk to you Friday, Rufus. Have a great rest of your week. People, have a great rest of your week. I'm going to play us out with a little beer as food. Uh, we'll check right you on Friday for the free-for-all. Zigzag out. Rufus out.
prove it. It's the Godfather. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do the Hypersloth Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus every Tuesday and Thursday night at 7 Central, 8 Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. I want you to use the keyword Hypersloth and no one will get hurt. You have my word. Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus.